0: And this week we're going to be talking about how to set goals that you're actually going to be able to achieve so how are you getting on with the promises you made for 2020 last week i hope you're smashing through them like you hoped you would and if you are that's awesome but if you're not then i hope this week's post will help honestly as i typed out my goals for 2022 in the last post a part of me really wanted to put in a third goal purely out of force of habit but I had to fight every urge in my deepest, deepest waters to hold back. And in fact, some of the Western world's greatest thinkers on human nature and habit formation always say, start small so you can build as you go on. And more importantly, you have to root the goals that you're setting for yourself on where you're actually starting from and not where you wish you were starting from instead. Who are you now? Not who do you wish you were. (laughs) What are you able to do now as opposed to what do you wish you were able to do? How does your mind work now as opposed to how do you wish your mind worked? If your goals depend on you assuming you'll magically become a brand new, completely different person on January 1st, then they really are doomed to fail. Now, I once set a Jan first goal many moons ago to start running 5K every day from nothing. I mean, sure, I'd never run before. I didn't even really know why I wanted to run or when I would even fit in these mystical 5K runs every day didn't even really know how long 5k would take to run but making it a resolution would mean I would do it right that's that's exactly how this works well the first day I ran was stressful so stressful everything shaved my knees screamed my lungs just weren't having it And the second day was no different. So I figured I'd do what I usually do to make things that I don't want to do more appealing. I would add pro-level data and that would magically motivate me into somebody who could run without necessarily bleeding. (laughs) I spent a small fortune on Nike run tracking gear, which in the early 2000s consisted of an iPod Nano, an arm tracker, and a pebble-sized sensor thing that would sit really awkwardly in your trainers. Now, at the time, you could also get special Nike trainers that came with a special pocket on the outside of the shoe that would, you know, hold this pebble tracker thing. But mm, your girl didn't have those kind of coins, so it just that was never going to be an option for me. So instead, I just went on eBay, and I bought the actual pebble thing itself, and then, like taped it to the inside of the shoe. And so every time I took a step, it would just rub against one of my random foot bones. So obviously, it's not a surprise to anyone why that didn't work. But despite that, I ran a few more times with the data. And of course, the outcome was still the same. So I gave up. I lasted about two weeks. Half of that time was also with the data and the first half was without data. Not that that matters, but I didn't last very long. It's safe to say. Ultimately, 5K a day was a terrible goal, and it it wasn't rooted in the reality of where I was starting from as somebody who had never run, somebody who didn't even enjoy running, somebody who wasn't necessarily a very active, super fit person. The goal itself aimed way higher than would be realistic from day one, which is a very common issue faced by perfectionists, something we'll talk about in a later post. Fun fact: I didn't actually think that I was a perfectionist, and if you'd asked me before I started this all this work, I would have said to you, "No, I'm far too lazy to be a perfectionist." But it just—it was fundamentally rooted in a complete misunderstanding of what perfectionism is and how it impacts our day-to-day lives. So we'll talk about it, talk about it on a on a later post. But this is definitely this was definitely an issue caused by perfectionist thinking. And lastly, of course, with the 5K a day goal, I wasn't specific enough with it. Like, what time would I start running? Where would I fit that 5K into my existing schedule? And why did I even want to be able to run 5K a day in the first place? Now, if I'd had answers to these questions, the outcome might have been very different. And when I say might, I, of course, mean I maybe would have lasted an extra week because I really, really don't like running. (laughs) I recently read a book by James Clare called Atomic Habits, which I'm sure many people will already be familiar with. But if you haven't read it yet, I highly, highly recommend it. So in the book, he suggests uh, reducing big goals to a two minute mini goal. So what's something you can do in a few minutes that is related to your big, big goal? Taking my example, for instance, my 5K a day really should have started with a two minute walk a day. And then once I started doing that, then I could progress it to five minutes when two was already happening regularly enough, and then 10 minutes and then 20, and then maybe even, you know, back to the five minutes with a two-minute jog sprinkled in. So really taking really, really small, tiny steps towards the big goal. And knowing and believing the why behind the goal is helpful too. And at the time, I never really bothered to think about why I set that goal and what I was trying to achieve. In hindsight, this was likely because I wanted to feel strong and healthy, like almost everyone else who sets weight-based resolutions. If your goal is to get a new job this year, then your two-minute version could be to spend two minutes every day working on your CV until it's ready to distribute. If your goal is to lose weight, your two minutes could be adding something steamed and green to whatever meals you normally eat. If your goal is to write a book, your two-minute goal could be to keep a notebook by your bed so the first two minutes of each day is spent writing everything you remember, say, about the dream that you had or whatever's on your mind when you first wake up. Great goals should always feel way too small. So small that your mind tells you it's too easy and not worth doing. Well, if it's so easy, then go actually do it there's something so appealing in crafting the perfect big goal and then trying to do it right from the off. Now, if, you, if you can relate, you might very well be a perfectionist too, but as we said, that's a topic for another day. So back to you. Why did you set the goals you set last week? Why do you want to change the life you had in 2021 or even the life you had last week or yesterday or this morning? What value do you think achieving these goals will bring to your life? If you saw the post last week or listened to last week's sort of podcast, what I like about the two commitments that I told you about are that they use skills that I already have but would love to use more of so they can improve, aka they're building on the reality of where I am now. My why, therefore, is because watching myself grow as a person fulfills me. It's not even necessarily about the end result for me. And if possible, I'd I'd suggest that it shouldn't be about the end result for you either. You know, if we're embracing this whole notion or idea of the value of really squeezing out the very best of what we are able to do and what we're capable of, we can't be too focused on the outcome because the journey is basically never ending. And if we're too focused on the outcome, we're just going to miss, completely miss the highs and the lows and the <laughs> the joy that can come from enjoying the actual journey itself and staying you know, really grounded in the present. It sounds really airy-fairy, but there is something really powerful about being able to appreciate and enjoy and embrace the path to getting the thing that you think you want, especially because when you do that, It opens you up to really being able to assess whether the thing that you're chasing is worth chasing. And then if you need to course correct, you can always do that in real time. And if that's something that you end up doing, then it's still part of the growth process. So ultimately, it still does us a lot of good. Anyway... All that to say that any setbacks in your resolution so far might just mean that the goals that you've set for yourself could probably benefit from a review, especially now that you know what makes a great goal. So how do we summarize this? Well, in a group of three, and obviously I think I've made it clear how much (laughs) I like to put things in threes, and also, you know, my resistance is always futile, Um, the first summary of what we've talked about already today is to figure out your why for each goal you've set and don't be afraid to go deeper with this and you know if you're if you find that you're struggling to really identify what that why is then get in touch because that could probably help the second thing is to make the goals small enough so that they seem easy peasy and easily achieved small wins are way more motivated mo- way more motivating than big fails so instead of starting a brand new, super restrictive diet, commit to adding you know a handful of veg to whatever you're eating. And then the third thing is really asking yourself whether or not you can create new habits or whether you can create new space in your life. Because doing both from scratch when you did neither yesterday is super hard. It's like moving to a new country to do a new job for a new company. It's not impossible, but it does require you to give everything that you have to make it work and if you're not doing that right now then maybe it's good to pick one and really focus on the thing that you've picked right that's enough of that thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far and if you haven't already be sure to join the mailing list so you don't miss a single weekly post just go ahead and do it it's free cost you nothing and you get some uh weekly knowledge delivered right to your mailbox so you don't have to come all the way back here just to hear my voice (laughs) so again these are just my thoughts but I'd love to hear what you all think everyone is listening drop a comment send me a note share your wisdom what's worked for you what hasn't worked for you what are you learning what have you learned and did you read Atomic Habits and have you read any other habit books I've got about four lined up now. So I'll continue to share as I learn and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much.